to the Fit2 Talk podcast. Thank you for joining us as we bring you meaningful, helpful, and accurate information and remind you that fitness doesn't have to be boring. <laughs> <laughs> Did you enjoy that one? <laughs> oh, it's early in the morning. <laughs> Uh, we're there. It's true. We're there. we're there. If you enjoy this, then please leave us a review or on Spotify, click that follow button and perhaps even share us. Right now you're listening to a guest episode during which we are joined by incredible people. And today, as always, is no different. It is no different at all. <laughs> right, so, copying my voice. I am. I'm always trying to be you, Stephen. I'm always trying to be you. Right, today's guest will soon be returning to Dirty Dancing at the Dominion Theatre. His previous credits include Cats, Hairspray, Grease and Singing in the Rain. He's also a trainer at F45 in Wimbledon, just down the road. His specialist skills include aerial work and tumbling. So it's a good job I had these silks installed in the podcast studio today. <laughs> That's um, what they yeah. are. <laughs> He's promised to do the dirty dancing lift with me before we leave today. It's Lee Bales. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> uh, I'm loving that yes. uh, uh, th these beautiful silks are now hanging from the ceiling. You're welcome. I was wondering why you came in early. Today. Yeah, it took a lot of prep. There was a lot of setup. Um, I just thought you wanted to look, make it look like a boudoir for Lisa Randall. <laughs> I did think we could do with taking our sexiness levels up on this podcast. That is it? factually yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> Lee, you're, you're achieving that for us, actually. Yeah, thank you. How are you? Yes, very well, thank you. How are you? It's <laughs> a great intro. Thank you for joining us. That was all. Well, I th well, thank you. I will take my bow. I will take my applause. No, laughter. <laughs> uh, I guessed and I guessed wrong. Uh, correct. <laughs> well, uh, before we start, oh, carries the on. laughter continued. Yeah. Um, before we start, we should say uh, we have a little section of the podcast. I think you may be familiar with it. It's yes. called Liar Liar. Yes. And we ask all our guests to try and slip in a little <laughs> lie during the podcast at any point, which is surprisingly difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, it can be about anything, but hopefully it's a very clear lie. <laughs> at the end of the podcast, Bobby and I will try and guess what that lie is, mm -hmm. if you've managed to successfully tell us a lie. Mm -hmm. And uh, for uh, everyone listening, hopefully they'll be trying to guess too. Uh, are you willing to do this? <laughs> I will attempt this. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> As you know, uh, the success rate is low. Okay. <laughs> It was a very low bar on this. But uh, on our sort of challenge that we have running, it's mm -hmm. currently 7-5 to Bobby. And it has been that for a while. It's been okay. that for a while. I don't enjoy that. <laughs> Whereas I love it. Yeah, so if we could if we could change that, that would be great. great. <laughs> Slip that in somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, well, actually, I wanted to ask you, because you have sort of two names on social media. Yes, it's or true. It's true. The rumors are true. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. The, the mirror told me. Yes. Uh, so to, uh, not the mirror, like on the wall. I was, yeah. Like the daily mirror. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I went with mirror on the wall. I realized as soon as I said it, that it was misleading. Yeah, know your audience. I Come on, said, <laughs> If I'd said the sun told me, you would have had the same problem. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us the two names. Discrepancies. So when I was at college... Yeah, Dang Academy. Drop that in. Um, the Dang. The Dang. Um, so when we were in third year, we were obviously having like a lot of like mock auditions and, and actually going into auditions as well. And I'd always go in with Bales. Now, because obviously BA, I was always in the first group in the front row. <laughs> and sometimes there wouldn't be mirrors. And I was, I just always found at college picking up, like my pickup skills just weren't great. And I knew it was something I had to work on. So I'd go into auditions, first group, still, you know, your, the routine's, there but it's not it's not in the body fully yet you yeah. need to watch it maybe two or three times and i was just always getting cut first round for like jobs that people were like yeah you should be in further for that one and i was like oh well cut first round so uh so i went to my college agent and i said look the name's not working <laughs> so <laughs> i need to come up with something that's going to be pushed me down the register to just give me a better shot she was like, right, have you got like any um like grandparents like no names, like your mum's maiden name? I was like, oh, it's Richardson, but I'm just not really feeling that. So um I just thought, well, what was that? my neighbours are called like their surnames like Nichols. I was like, well, maybe we could Nicholson make that sound interesting. Get Nicholson, great, lovely, we'll try it out. <laughs> and um then the next time I went into the room using that name, I like got like started getting recalls and started booking jobs. And I was like, ah, oh, there's a method to the madness. <sighs> 
practice wow. working. That's brilliant. Do you yeah. think as well, though, part of that, I wonder, because you know, when you hear about like, people like Beyonce, they've got mm. this like stage persona, like mm. Sasha Fierce and, and all this stuff. Was there a part of you that was like, I am, when I'm in this audition now, now I'm Lee Nicholson. Yeah, I guess it was a little bit like a, like, I don't know, like an like, alter ego, like, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm on. Like, yeah. this is performally on. Do you know what I mean? I need That's some, cool. He's ready. I'm ready on the industry. <laughs> I need that. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely need that. Yeah. I don't know if I'd have the confidence to be Lee. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, Lee. just like, you know, like share. The full <laughs> share experience. Yeah. I kind of love that. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should try it. <laughs> Roll with it. Let me know just how it goes. Really strong. Lee. Just Lee. Lee. Yeah, yeah, you have to say it with the lower. Yeah. yeah. Lee. Lee. Yeah, it's actually a tonal <laughs> yeah. name. Yeah. Like, you ha- it has to be the right pitch. Yeah. So anyone without perfect pitch just can't say your name. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, and Stefan Lloyd Evans, uh, Bobby Winniebank, and Lee. Lee. Yeah. <laughs> or sorry, was it Lee? Yeah. <laughs> the first one. Should it be a question? Lee? It's <laughs> 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 a question. So, uh, strange question at the beginning, I suppose, which is, uh, how does the story of Lee Bales How does the story of your life begin? Okay, Uh, so I was born and raised in Yateley, which is a small town not many people have really heard of, but it's near like Basingstoke, Reading. Okay. Sort of way. And um, I was always a very theatrical child. Like when, you know, you go on holidays, I was always on the karaoke singing Titanic. My my heart will go on. (laughs) So my parents knew that like theatre was going to be my calling somewhere. But then I went into gymnastics first and I started... I just went into that route first because I saw, I think I saw Charlie's Angels once and I went, oh, that's cool. So um, so I did gymnastics first. Then when when I started doing school, and you know, you do like your drama, your dance, you know, your subjects. Mm. The dance teacher was like, oh, can you flip? And I was like, yeah. She was like, oh, right. We're going to use you for the dance show. I mean, I didn't really have a choice. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you're in, you're in and that's it. And then just kind of got into dance that way. And then I think it was about when I was 14, I was like, oh, I guess this is... I, I guess this is what I want to do and just audition for colleges and then the rest is history. <laughs> I love the idea that you watch Charlie's Angels because yeah. they do some amazing stunts yeah. in that film. Mm. Uh, and there's been a couple of versions of the movie. So I, like, mm. I, I don't know which one you're on about, but um, <laughs> uh, you yeah, some incredible stuff. And then you're like, I want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you go about uh, learning that or beginning to learn that? Was it like a club? Yeah, so I went to a club in Wokingham called Pinewood Gymnastics Club. And it was just like, you know, every Saturday, you know, for three hours, mum was like, I'll drop you off, see you later. But I was just so obsessed with it. I was just so like, I had to learn how to do a flip. That to me was the greatest thing that a 10 year old could do. <laughs> and an adult. <laughs> and an yeah. adult too. I stand by do. that thought. Yes. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Definitely yeah. wish I could do one. But I was just absolutely besotted. And like in the week, I would like, if I was on the internet, I'd be like, right new tricks I can learn. Like I was just, just besotted with it. And it's like, it, it just, I didn't realize how much of a help it was like mm. going into the industry and how much, mm. I mean, I know nowadays, like there's God, people are flipping everywhere. But like back when I was at college, there wasn't as many. Yeah. So I didn't realize what a rarity or like how sort of unique it was at the time going into colleges and how much they loved it. And I thought, oh, this worked out quite well, didn't it? It's so common now, right? Uh, for anyone listening that doesn't know, you'll do your dance calls and you'll finish the rounds and then they'll be like, right, anybody that can do some tricks? Uh, and they'll just go, the floor's yours. And then they always go, if you haven't done something before, yes. don't attempt it now. Yeah. And there's always there's someone. Always there's always one. There's always one that's like, I could, I could probably do a cartwheel with no hands. And then they, they, they just about get through it. And yeah. you're like, you're not getting yeah. the job because of that. There's yeah. always somebody who does a box jump and you're like, come on, it's no, not a trick. that's not a trick. Like, I love the confidence. Yeah. <laughs> and normally they'll go first. They'll go up, they'll yeah. do a box jump across the room and everyone's like, yeah, well done. And then like the next person will do like a full tumbling corner piece. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, ah, huh. yeah, I see. Uh, <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah. So you went straight down the acrobatics route. What were mm. your, because uh, I was obsessed with this. I used to do like free running and stuff at this, right. uh, when I was much younger. What were your favorite tricks? Oh, I loved a layout. So it's like um, back somersault, for those that don't know, um, like <laughs> for our viewers, um, back somersault, but like you straighten the legs and you split them. Yeah. It's very, very, nice. very like pretty and yeah. delicate. I, yeah. I, I used to see, I, when I used to see people do it, I'd be like, God, that looks so cool. They also look like they're hanging in the air for a brief moment. Yeah, there's right? like that yeah. split suspension you're like oh that's delicious now uh i used to be able to do some tricks and that has never been one of them <laughs> never not only can i not get my legs far enough <laughs> like I literally uh that was uh, way way beyond my capabilities and i always if i saw somebody do that there was one guy around me growing up who was an amazing 
uh, gymnast actually, mm. and uh, he could do all these all these things, and that that was one. And he would do that off like walls and stuff. Oh. He'd be like, oh, "Okay, oh, right. <laughs> oh okay. I see, I see oh, where you're at, yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and give us another one." Um, oh God. Uh... Oh, I loved, I loved uh, an aerial free cartwheel. Yeah. Oh, yes. They're, cool. they're very. Yeah, cool. they're very nice. I felt like a boss when I learned that. And really? Now, I, yeah, I felt. I, I thought I was like a king when yeah. I managed to remove that second <laughs> hand. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I can take on the world. <laughs> now I need three hands yeah. to, to help me round. Bobby, like assisting throughout. <laughs> so you grew up in Yately. Yes. And what is that place like? It's a very small town. There's a Greg's. Oh yes, there's a church. There's a Greg's. He loves a there's Greg's. a pub. There's a school. Yeah, a few fields. That's about it. The essentials. Yeah, the essentials. That's all you need, right? <laughs> no, it's it's, it's do you know what? It's a very cute town. It's very yeah. sweet. It's very quaint. Um, but yeah, no, it was lovely. School was great. Had a good ed- had a good education. Did it, so, so you enjoyed school? Yeah, I think do you know what? Because uh, I I just loved getting involved in the performing side of it. I loved getting into the shows. They always had like a main school production, which we did every year, and that was like Christmas. It's like for us, you know, and it was cool. It was cool to be in drama when you were at school. So it was like, um, so everyone wanted to do it. And we had a, um, a dance competition called Rock Challenge where like, um, all these schools would go to Portsmouth and do an eight minute piece dance. Again, it was like, you know, you'd wake up at six, get the coach down. And it was all these like, but all of the pieces were all like political messages or like, you know, don't do drugs and, um, you know, uh, drink responsibly and, and all of that. It was, but it was amazing. The costumes, it was so full out. So so I quite enjoyed school. And again, like a lot of my friends all just wanted to do drama and dance and perform. So there was a really lovely like circle of performers mm. so it was great wow that's really cool i mean your school was very when you went to, yeah it was very it was very kind of performance heavy in my school mm. uh, it's strange because mine ended up being i think what they call i don't know, like it, it's a state school right but they, mm. they call them like uh, when they have like a focus of one thing it became like a drama uh, i think they call them like academies now or something but yeah. something or that might be horribly wrong but uh, it definitely wasn't that when i was there and it certainly mm. wasn't cool so i'm now i'm picturing this wonderful <laughs> utopian school fame yeah yeah i'm picturing fame yeah. or the uh, do you remember step up the yes it's, it's coming back is, is it, it? I think so. What a remake! I might be. I might be wrong. I might. I might have just <laughs> absolutely just straight up on the podcast. I think it's coming back. I loved that movie. Like mm. loved that movie because when he like steps into her drama school for the first time, and you walk around and there's people in the corridor playing like the violin, <laughs> like a you know concert violinist level, and then somebody like doing ballet, just casual in, in a full yeah. ballet uniform in the corridor <laughs> always in full ballet <laughs> yeah which made no sense and then you go and they all had free giant practice rooms all the time mm. and all this stuff and I was like wow this is a utopia <laughs> like, that is that is not what it's quite like I think but, I expected that when I went to college yeah. everyone would just start doing class in the hallway yeah <laughs> I was like well that's not what happens like, but uh, no if, if someone's singing in the corridors yeah. I was like shut up <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. stop it stop, stop. doing that no. so at what at what point did you go right I am definitely going to aim at this as a career i think i was about 14 because it was around the age where like they say right what are you going to do for gcse Mm. and i think that's you know and i think schools at that time were so like you really need to think about what you want to do because these will then progress into a levels and then your a levels will go on to degree so it was like you know i do remember the teachers being very much like you need to really think about what you want and i was like oh No pressure. (laughs) (laughs) So get it right. So get it right. Um, But I knew that like, because I just loved it so much, I was like, well, I guess this is what I was going to do. But it's so funny because I had one teacher who, um, who was the head of sixth form and he was quite, he was also like, he was into theatre as well, but he was very brutal. I guess he was kind of like the Simon Cowell in a way of like, he'd give you the hard, honest truth. Mm. And I remember he called me into his office once and we were all having like career chats and what we wanted to do in the future. And he was like, right, Lee, so what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, well, I want to perform. And he went, okay, so which, what kind of performance? Do you want to do contemporary? Do you want to do musical theatre? Do you want to do acting? And I was like, well, all of it. And he went, no, 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 you need to, you need to pick which sort of one you want to go down. So I went, oh, I'd probably say musical theatre probably the best. And he went, okay, well, your dancing's okay. Your singing's not great. And I (laughs) don't know about your acting. And I was like, oh. (laughs) Just tearing you apart. Oh, oh, what a helpful man. (laughs) Thank you so much for that. But in a way it was like, I guess it was that sort of old school thing or where it was so harsh in a way it was, I automatically went, right, 
well, I'll prove you wrong then, won't I? Mm. So, mm. you know, it was good in a way, but it was, <laughs> it was a bit harsh at the time. You know what? I, I, uh, my acting teacher, drama teacher in, yeah. in school, uh, and I really, really loved him and I, I wanted to impress him and his name was Mr. Jones, about as Welsh as they come. And, uh, <laughs> and he, they were doing like a school show and they did Romeo and Juliet. And um, <laughs> I you know, was angling at this as a career. I wanted to go and be an actor. And uh, they cast a guy who didn't want to be an actor as Romeo. And I was like, oh, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. And he was, like, cold. he was like, I just don't see you as a leading man. And I was oh. like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh. And that was a chip I had on my shoulder for about 10 years. Mm. You know, and I was like, I will be a leading man. Just to prove you wrong. He will not remember that he said that. In any <laughs> yeah. way, shape or form, it was a deeply unhelpful thing for me to hang on to. But like those things that people mm. say, not just teachers, but especially at that point in your life, they're so influential. Yeah. Like, uh, how did you deal with that then? Did you go, right, I'm going to prove you wrong and I'm going to learn those things? Yeah. I, do you know what? It, it was a big sort of kick for me to go, right, I need to make sure like I'm on like doing technique classes, maybe is a good time to start doing like classes outside of school. And cause I, cause I think we were, well, we were a performing arts school. Mm. Um, I just didn't really feel like I needed beforehand. I didn't feel like I needed to do like ballet, jazz and all that outside of school. So it was from that point I was like, right, maybe I should start investing in that and getting knowledge on like what colleges are good and which ones should, do I want to audition for? And um, maybe I should get singing lessons. And, you know, that's when then, sort of the momentum for it started to build and you know that fire for it started to build and the passion was there and you know it was like the big dream was to let's go to dance college like yeah yeah and so you did sorry <laughs> so you <laughs> did uh, so you were you were at Erdang. how long do people go to Erdang for two years three years, three years yeah. before out. sorry years. terrible drama school knowledge <laughs> there. and uh what's Erdang like i loved it i i really did and um I always found that, you know, when I was in Yately, I was one of the only boys who was into performing. So I was the big fish there. So then when going to Erdang, it was one of those moments of, okay, so you're not the only one, you're not, you're not the big fish anymore. And again, one of those decisions of, right, you either need to work really hard or you fall back a bit. And I just remember Erdang always like, <laughs> I remember one of my teachers said to me, he went, Lee, you're not a favorite here, but you're not forgotten about you're on the fence. So you need to work harder to, and again, it was one of those moments of, right, I need to, I need to really work hard then. Like, obviously the goal isn't necessarily to be a favorite, but it's that you need to push just that little bit harder. And I think that was really good for me. And I think because I was so used to that sort of mindset from school, it was, I was sort of familiar with that ground and I was like, okay, right, let's, let's push it and try and, you know, do what I can to, if it means stretching every night and, or do, do you know what I mean? Just yeah. pushing harder to get there. It's so interesting, Bobby. I don't know if you, uh, you, you agree with this. Uh, you know, I, I teach now and there's this mm. sort of, you tend to be faced suddenly with a large number of students. And over the first three, four weeks, when you're still learning their names and who they are, the ones that stick out are the ones that are either really, really good or maybe not in that place yet. And actually, mm. uh, kind of what you described, the, the people in the middle of that pack, because it's kind of fine for now, take a little bit longer for <clears throat> you to to have time for them to be notable, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And so maybe even as professionals, the aim is to be notable in some way. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it's so easy to blend in. It's so easy to become mm. just part of the wallpaper in like an audition room. Like you have to, I think you have to find a way of standing out to some extent. Like obviously you don't want to stand out for a, a bad reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, they say with acting, right? Like this is what I would teach anyone. You have, you have to make a choice. Like, yeah. Anyone can go in and just read the lines and it'd be fine. Mm. But you have to do something with it mm. or you'll never get the job. Like mm. you don't. Yeah. I think for years when I came out of drama school, I didn't really understand that. I was, you know, focused on truth and a good performance of it. But actually what I wasn't doing was anything even vaguely unique. Mm. You know, go, I'm, hey, I'm not actually giving my version of this. And then when that kind of clicks, you go, oh, yeah. Oh, I need yeah, to do, yeah. I need to give them a reason to employ me, not yeah. just do something so that they don't employ, like, don't not employ me. Mm. Sorry. Yeah. You've got to take a risk. Yeah. You've got to take mm. a risk. You know, I love a bold choice. 
I'm you a, are the king of bold choices. <laughs> I love a bold choice. <laughs> I love when it goes wrong as well. Bold choices that go wrong are my yeah. favourite. Yeah. <laughs> you walk out and you're like, oh, that was a, to- that was a terrible idea. Well, sometimes you're I like, this, huge is a, error. this is a great idea. You walk into the panel and you're like, it, this is a bad call. Like, I know it's a bad call, but I prepped it and I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And you will have my version. Yes. You, you will get what I'm about to deliver and, and you, you will not enjoy it. it. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> so skipping through the wonderful, glorious drama mm-hmm. school experience, what happened when you left? So I went straight on to do P&O. Yeah. I did a cruise ship after I left, which was, um, our itinerary was great. It was all like, um, like literally all over it. They called it a worldie. So it was literally all around the world and we wow. saw, and for me, it was just, it was an amazing, it was, it was insane. It was brilliant and so different. Like, mm. you, do, you do know what I mean? And, um, the shows were so hardcore. I'll tell you what, cruise ship shows nowadays, they, God, they utilize the dancers amazingly with yeah. lifts and <sighs> legs, hamstrings pulling all the, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> but I learned so much from it and, um, especially the lifting aspect, because I think, because at Erdang, I well, I was on degree course, so we didn't get any partner work really. So I kind of learned a lot of it at P&O and mm-hmm. it was like, oh, this is great because then I'm picking up new skills and, um, you know, and doing that. And just, it was, it was just an amazing experience. And it was one of those things where you just saw so many, I mean, I didn't save a penny because we were just, <laughs> <laughs> didn't save a thing because we were just every day, you were just in somewhere new and not just like somewhere small, like okay, today we're in San Francisco and then in a couple of days we'll be in Japan and you just didn't save money. You were just like spending it, just exploring and doing all these experiences. And um, yeah, it was great. It was really, really good. It was brilliant. It would be a shame if you did just live like a hermit throughout that experience. Yeah, You know, like there's, you're never going to get an opportunity quite like that Mm. again. Yeah, you want to experience the world. Like you're yeah. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. You've got to make the most of it. Like, there's, yeah. Really, yeah. there's only a few ways in the world that that happens, right? That you get to travel the world on somebody yeah. else's coin and it's performing yeah. or the military. Yeah. Like there's the odd business that sends you places, but it's very rarely on like whistle stop tours of the yeah. entire place. Uh, and then you're like, I know which one I'd prefer. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's it like doing a lift on a ship as a ship's <laughs> rocking around? I'm intrigued by this. Do you know what? It's... It it was more the acro actually that was the oh, oh that God, was the, acro um, on the ship. yeah <laughs> that feels like that feels like the floor is just going to sneak up on you yeah I think the li- the lifts actually weren't too bad I think because I think I don't know why like we all felt quite solid in our mm. lifts but it was the acro that I really noticed it and there was one show um, called Boogie it's all very <laughs> great name but yeah and um, we had to I had to like basically do a tumble pass across the stage and it, we had a really rocky night on the ship and it was a small ship so it wasn't so the rockiness felt probably a little bit more amplified mm. and I think I was doing like a free cartwheel and I just flew I just because the, <laughs> the ship just went like downward on like a deep or something, and I just was like whoa and I think I literally landed like on two straight legs because I just caught so much height yeah <laughs> and I I was on the stage, I think people could tell I was a bit flustered because I was like, whoa, didn't see that coming. But then on the flip side, there were some shows where I was like, oh, that was a short landing, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness me, you've got to be really adept then. Yeah, yeah, uh, 100%. Pull that off. That's that's crazy. That sounds terrifying. So we had this like fantastic ship experience where you travelled the entire world doing lots and lots of shows and learning new skills. That was the thing I wanted to touch on. You mentioned that you enjoy picking up new skills. Is that something that you've carried on? Yeah, totally. I love it. I love a challenge and I enjoy, I like putting my hands in lots of baskets. Mm-hmm. Like I love drawing. I love art. I love all of that, especially when I was doing the cruise ships and we were having like the long, because you're not always performing every night sometimes. Mm-hmm. And especially when we were doing the world, <clears throat> the world tour part where we had a lot of time off, I was just constantly drawing, painting in a studio, doing dance classes. I don't know, like just constantly sort of keeping busy i don't think i can sit down very often <laughs> sorry this is like a solid hour yeah. just yeah. <laughs> we are forcing you to sit down yeah. how did you come across those things you, you know because sometimes people are really lucky right they'll they'll try something for the first time and they'll love it and they'll mm. want to learn more about it but are you somebody that's been really lucky like that or have you just tried loads of stuff that some has fallen by the wayside and then you've I think, yeah, so I remember, I do remember as a child, my granddad would always draw with me because he was always into like watercolour and painting and stuff. So I think I always maybe got it from him. And then obviously, you know, when you're in school and you go on trips and 
you do the odd little sports here and there. Like mm. I love archery as well. And not, like Ooh, we did, yeah. <laughs> Archery's wicked. It's really it's fun. very cool. Have yeah. you done it? But uh, when I was a kid, I was terrible. I'm, you, you know, I'm terrible at all sports. So you, yeah. I think you'd be good at it now. Mm. Now I'm telling you why, because <laughs> it requires like excellent shoulder stability, basically mm. a, a huge chunk of muscle in that arm and the strength to pull back a bow when you actually put it back. Like now I think you'd be an, uh, a, an, it might be your sport. <laughs> we, might, we might have accidentally stumbled on what should be my sport. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a simple boat. It's very therapeutic. Very therapeutic. Yes. And you're like, this could kill someone. <laughs> this could kill someone. <laughs> this is my you're weapon like, of choice. Yeah, you're like, I won't, but I could. Yeah. <laughs> I am lethal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's your new name. So we'll have Lee and Lethal. <laughs> lethal. <laughs> like, lethal Lee. There's still time for me. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Like, so archery is one, the drawing as well. Mm. Like, I, I used to love drawing and mm. watercolors as well was yeah. an interesting one when I was a kid. And like still now with, with like painting and stuff like mm. that or drawing, for me, it's one time I allow my brain to switch off. Yeah, absolutely. And I, th I think all my mates will probably say I'm quite an anxious person. <laughs> so I used to use drawing as sort of a therapy technique. And it was just a good hour and a half where I just stopped and just didn't think. And it was just a bit of a breather point for me. So yeah, it was a great sort of technique for that. So if anyone's having anxiety problems, take up drawing. <laughs> yeah, I think more people have come to this in the last 10 years, right? Where mm. the adult coloring books adult, yeah. Yeah. became really, really popular. I think maybe 20 years ago, like Sudoku started popularizing yeah. this. Yeah. When that came back yeah, and people yeah. were like, it's a puzzle. And you're like, yeah, but it's actually really helpful for my brain <laughs> yeah, or for whoever. Fun. My mum got really obsessed with that when it came out. And then as different things have come out, we have mm. the whole adult coloring book phase. Yep. And I feel like when we were kids, if an adult was doing a coloring book, you'd be like, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, dad, shouldn't you be like doing your accounts or something? Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's what we think adults should be doing. Their yeah. accounts. Yeah. Well, because I didn't know what an account yeah. <laughs> an accounts. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. What is an account? Well, and uh, yeah, I, I think that's, that's something. So what, what other stuff? Oh gosh. If there is any. <laughs> I think that's it. I, lo well, I mean, I love watching movies. That's a good little, that's a good one for me. Favorite film. <sighs> This is a really top tough question. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> gosh. Maleficent. Oh, Ooh. I would. That was not going to yeah, be that, my pick. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, the Avengers. Huge Marvel geek. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge Marvel geek. Avengers 1. Uh, yeah. Endgame. Endgame. Uh, Endgame. Nice. Endgame's, yeah. Strong. Yeah. Fair. Um, oh, my gosh. Oh, Jurassic Park. Oh, they've nice. taken that series to a bad place, but with the original. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, the original Yeah, yeah, unbelievable and holds up. Oh yeah, mm. big time. Even the the dinosaurs, Mike. The dinosaurs still are scary. incredible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, those velociraptors are terrifying. Also, that famous scene where they're like behind the little desks in, or whatever yeah. oh, in the yeah, kitchen. Yeah. Is that what it is? Like the kitchen like scene is canteen terrifying. Kitchen. I went to the exhibition recently at the XL. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, it's amazing. Is it? Oh, I was living. I was absolutely living. My partner was just watching my face like... <laughs> is it still on? No. I don't know, actually. Oh, I hope it is. I'd like to go to that. We should do a little trip. The yeah. T-Rex. There was one moment I was like, oh, is that supposed to happen? Or is that a... <laughs> it's a real life experience. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll tell you, they hired a real one. Yeah. Uh, He's been busy the rest of the time. Yes, but this yeah. is, uh... He's always booked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So after this entire experience on this wonderful world trip, mm. you've then since racked up a fair few credits uh, that would make most people envious. Uh, but Cats is always the one I really love to focus on, I think, for people because it's such a physical beast. Mm. What was your, uh, what did you do in Cats? So I was a swing. Mm. So it was, uh, the brain was constantly on fire, mm. but yeah. it was just such an electric show. Just like, and I always said at college, Cats was my dream show. I think anyone that knew me was like, oh, Lee wants to do Cats. And I'd always been cut first round for Cats every time I went in for it. So I went in, I was going to go on holiday the week of the auditions. And my agent was just like, just hold off on the holiday for a sec. Just, just wait. And I went in, I got a recall and I thought, gosh, can't believe it. <laughs> so, um, and then as the more rounds went down, I thought, and he says, what? Like, this is, I, this is just crazy. I just could just didn't expect it to get so far down. So it was amazing. And then um, I got the call and it was just one of those like, oh my 
wow, it's happened. It's actually happening. I will always remember my first Jellicle ball. (laughs) (laughs) It was one of those moments, the main like motif Mm, of of that um, number, just feeling electric, just coming off me. It was just insane. Now with with something so physically demanding and saying, okay, so Cats is my dream show. Mm. How did you sort of angle towards that? I mean, most students have practiced the Jellicle Ball in college, right? Mm. It's a it's a dance routine that you've learnt. Yeah. By that point, was that something that you you were like? And in general, actually, what's your sort of professional practice look like? I know that's a really intense question. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> but like, do you go to class when you're not in a job, or or do you not? Because different people do different things. Yeah, I think I definitely went to more classes when I was a bit more younger. I think, Ooh. but I was always with the mindset of I think. I just wanted to work. Yeah. I, d- I always was very much, I don't, even though Cats was my dream show, I didn't want to say it out too loudly because just in case, well, because I was always getting cut first round from yeah. them. Yeah. I was like, well, I don't want to <laughs> sit in the disappointment. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was always very much like, I just want to work. I just want to do a good job and just work hard and just see what those results come out as. Um and obviously like I always had like obviously dreams of doing tours in West End, but I was always very much what will come will come at the right time. It will just turn up when it's, you know, when it's right. So yeah, I was very much just sort of open. So an audition would come through whether I was right or not. I was like, right, okay, let's, let's do it then. Let's just see. Let's, let's go for it. Who knows? Mm, yeah. So it was a very free thinking, I suppose, very if open to all. Well, I wonder with that, I think it's a great outlook because when, when you leave drama school, you, you have an idea of who you are, mm. but you don't know what the industry sees you as yet. Yeah. Mm. So whilst you might think I'm not right for something, quite often you need to go there and you're surprised quite a lot. You're like, mm. oh God, I'm, I'm not getting anywhere near the stuff I thought I was yeah. perfect for. Yeah. And I am nearly getting or getting stuff that I would never have put myself in mm. the bracket for. I definitely had some surprises on that front. <laughs> I would say for me, like most of the jobs that I've gotten have been jobs that I never thought I would get. Mm. Like I did not think I was right for at all. Like the most recent example being Joseph. Yeah. I got that audition through and I was like, nah, not getting that. <laughs> I'll go along for the fun, but I'm not getting that. I knew I was going to get that job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I literally, the audition came through and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly, honestly, I know this is probably terrible to say, but I'm going to say it uh, because I'd done Joseph 10 years ago right. playing the same part. Mm. I was like, I have done 10 years of career between this point and that one. Is it not just doing the same thing? Mm. My agent was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> one, one was a tour, a Bill Kenwright tour, and this is at the Palladium with an entirely different mm. team and it's a different beast. And I was like, I still don't want to do it. <laughs> She's like, just go to the audition. <laughs> I took like three days to think about it. I was like, fine, I'll go to the audition. Just, I was like, mainly just to keep them happy. I was like, mm. fine. It was after, you know, I was before COVID actually. It was before COVID. I was like, fine. Mm. I don't think I'd had an audition for a while. I went in and I went in, did the first round. And you know, when you're like, I'm going to get this job. Mm. I just, just from the vibe in the room for the thing, I was like, oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. That, that tends to be the way, right? Yeah. With the ones that you are able to be really relaxed about because mm. you're like I'm not sure if I want this or so it's okay you tend to do a fantastic job yeah, I probably yeah. did some of my best work in an audition because I was like please don't employ me yeah. <laughs> 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 and then you come out and you're like oh I think I think that's it I got Matilda in a, a similar way because I think my my final audition for that I was like it's 20 months I don't know, yeah. like that would have a huge impact on my life. It's probably, it's probably not for me, this. Mm. I did the final round, came out and I was like, I went really <laughs> well. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I had that with Dirty Dancing, to be fair, because I got the audition through and I immediately went, oh, well, I'm not right for that. Like they want absolute, you know, beefy, buffy guys and I'm fairly <laughs> slim in the arms. So I, <laughs> so I was... Um, you're I, very I, harsh to yourself, may I say. That's <laughs> we, need, we need to get an actual mirror in here. Where's, that, where's that mirror I was referring to earlier? But I just remember look, looking and thinking, oh, God, okay, right. I'll have to cancel work and cancel a shift because I'm not going to turn an audition down, but I don't think I'm right for it. And I went in and it was all like, the routine was all technical jazz. And I was like, oh, this is so up my alley. Mm. Oh, I love this. And I just did not, you know, and it was one of those things I was like, I don't know if I'm right, but God, that was fun. And yeah. luckily... 
went on. Yeah, it went well. That's amazing. It's, it's interesting you say that because we there is a, a sort of perception of what type of body type people want for different shows, mm. right? So it's fascinating. I've definitely had that being like, oh, this this show they're going to want me to be huge or slim or, mm. or too tall or whatever. But how how do you feel about it now? Oh, Joe, it's such a <laughs> big subject for me. Basically, well, it also Joe, you know what? Because then I was always a very very slim child, um, and when I was at college, I just don't think I had the education. I didn't know what I was doing in terms of what I was eating, what I should be doing in the gym, not a clue. And I remember um, I did an audition for Barnum for the UK tour. And um, it was literally between me and my best mate for the for the job. And they were looking for a swing. And um, my best mate got it. And I was over the moon for him. I was absolutely over the moon. And my head of dance called me into their off into her office to because they got feedback. And I was still in third year by that point. And um she said, she said, Lee, like they loved you. They thought you were great. They were literally splitting hairs between you. But the reason um your mate got it over you is because um you're not big enough. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but from that moment, it was a complete like right. I have got to get this sorted and I've got to learn and I've got to understand what's right for my body and what I need to do so that I don't have this problem again. Wow. So I guess that was the seed planted for fitness and moving into that field, I guess. And what do I need to do to get big and bulky? But it's so funny because after that happened, I started eating like loads of sausage rolls and like McDonald's and I was like, I just need to put on weight. Yeah. And I kind of, I think I got a little belly for third year. That was fun. So <laughs> I was like, I don't know if this is right, but the effort's there. Yeah, you're like you said bigger. You said bigger, right? You never <laughs> specified. You never specified. Uh, my own sort of, uh, I'm, you know, trying, finding connections between yourself mm. and myself. I've mentioned this on the podcast before in my the beginning of third year that something similar happened where they sort of said, um, uh, basically, you look like you can dance. Mm. Uh, no, sorry, you you can kind of move, which for an acting school I could, but in reality, not true. And um, uh, so now you need to look like it, get to the gym. And so it was a similar experience where I was like, oh, okay. Mm. I don't like, I know people, I knew the exercises and I had been to a gym for the last like year and a half, but just, I didn't really know what I was doing. Mm. And I certainly knew nothing about nutrition, like, yeah. like mm. nothing at all. You know, it was about the time when people were like, take loads of protein shakes and like, totally, that'll work. And, uh, <laughs> that'll work. Yeah, that'll, that'll be great for you. Total loads of protein shakes and just go and lift loads of weights mm. all the time. And that's, uh, that's what I did. And I think for me, that was the beginning as well. Mm. That, that seed has, becomes quite powerful, right? It's mm. a, but it's from a negative place really. Yeah. But I think, um, I think I had to turn that into a positive. Mm. I think, you know, and of course nowadays I still have, days of body dysmorphia i think i think we all do especially with how it is on social media at the moment and um especially through lockdown as well and those effects um so i try and put it into a positive but of course i still have my days where i'm like god i wish i was a huge tank and also my <laughs> my brother's a power lifter wow. so he's oh, wow. like the size of a house so i always like look to him and i'm like wow like how amazing to be that yeah. big and but it's dedication. It's, you yeah. know, it's amazing. Un unreal. Yeah. Mm. Powerlifting is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Like it's actually amazing. <laughs> it's such a strange thing to spend your life doing. Mm. You know, you're like, if that was my job, I'm like, that's in that, saying that we're performers. Mm. So that's, that's nuts. My mate was a powerlifter. My mate is a powerlifter. And I once watched him headbutt a wall to hype himself up for one lift. Oh my gosh. He spent half an hour hyping himself up. This is one thing that makes me laugh about powerlifting is how long they spend hyping themselves up. Like he was like storming around the gym, like going, ah, ah, just screaming into the nothing. And then he headbutted a wall and then went straight over and lifted. I was like, you, mate, you're bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> I do find it like not everybody does that, obviously. No, that's, that's I find it like when there's like groups of lads at the gym, I saw some the other day and it was like they were double hand back slapping each other before doing a deadlift. Okay. Like literally full on. And the guy like turned around and said like, he failed the lift. Uh by the way, they were 
they were lifting far heavier than they could manage. Mm. It's worth mm. saying. Uh, so he failed the lift and he turned around and said, you've got to slap me harder on the back, man. <laughs> okay, that was and it. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. that, that's what went wrong. It was nothing to do with your form. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's... It's yeah. an intense sport. Yeah. Yes, it was very, very strange. Like, yeah. I, like if somebody slapped me on the back before I started, I'd be like... <laughs> Are you well? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Don't do that again. I'm going to start hitting you. Yeah, if you hit me on the <laughs> thing is, I don't have a good response to that. If somebody hits me, I'm like, what? <laughs> I will kill you. <laughs> it's never good. Uh, so you have this brother who's a powerlifter. When did you decide to get into fitness professionally? Oh, I think it, well, I, I thought, oh God, when was it? It was just before Cats. So, I just finished hairspray on the ship and I'd saved quite a bit of money at that point. And, you know, I was starting to, and I really enjoyed working out on the ship. I thought, well, maybe this could be, and obviously I was here. I, it was around the time where a lot of my friends were starting to do training and performing. And I was mm. like, oh, that's a really nice balance there. And I really enjoy that. And that looks really quite nice and fulfilling. So I thought well, I'll invest a bit of money and I, I paid out for a course but then I started cats. So I sort of like took a big break from it. And then it was during lockdown. I started to like, oh, okay, I might get into this. And it was around the time I was really questioning like my career choices. And I was like, oh, do I want to keep doing this? And I think a lot of people were in lockdown. Mm. It was a very much like a, gosh, if this, this is how it is, like, can, can people, is the fire still there? Is the passion there? Or is COVID sort of killing it a little bit? And I was looking at like courses, like I looked at a falconry course. I looked at a, <laughs> I looked at a, a zookeeper course. Like I looked at all these like crazy things. Um, but then I thought well, I paid out for the, for the PT one. So maybe I should yeah. go forth with that. I wonder. Falconry. <laughs> My, what, what took you to falconry? Animals. <laughs> the love of animals. Fair, fair. I'm like, I think you thought that was where I was like, absolutely on board with Falconry. And, uh, <laughs> your, your responses made me realise, I'm like, oh yeah, that is actually uh, out of the yeah. <laughs> He's baffled that's by really, Falconry. That's really tickled me. But I, I wonder, with what you said about lockdown, I think that's very, very pertinent, right? I think uh, for myself and a lot of uh, other performers that I spoke to at the time, what we were forced to do is acknowledge that when you suddenly had all of this time at mm. home, hopefully with, with you know either flatmates family loved ones partners whatever it might be that it was actually quite enjoyable mm. obviously it was horrible the world was ending but mm. there were lots of positives to having time to mm. even on zoom to catch up with your family regularly and all of this stuff like be actually really connected mm. to the to the people that mean something to you in a terrifying time mm. and that is something that realistically we sacrifice quite a lot yeah you know, you get a phone call and within two days you might be in Japan or, or San Francisco Ooh. and that comes really at, at other people's expense. And so in this time period, we suddenly had this moment where we go, oh, there is actually, we all knew it was true. There is a different version mm. of life where we could just be home and, and be part of this like, like other people do. Yeah. And loads of people found that really appealing. But for you, you said... Uh, you said something really interesting. I think you said, is that passion still there? Is the fire still mm. burning? And uh, it sounds like it was. Yeah. And I think, I think also because just before the pandemic, I was, it was around sort of where auditions get a bit busy again. And I don't think I did, I wasn't doing very well in auditions. Like I was getting cut quite a lot. And I remember thinking, blimey, I'd love a break. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously. So it's your fault. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's all me. Um, and yeah, I think I needed that time just to have a pause and a break and go, right, let's just stop for a second and sort of reset and then go back in fresh head. And then when things started to come back in, it was like, oh, okay, all right, let's get back into it. I remember I had um, Beauty and the Beast. We all did, they were auditioning around the pandemic time. Ooh. And I was in the finals for it and we were on the Lyceum stage for the audition and it was around the time you all learned the routine on a video and then you came in and they probably went over it maybe once or twice and everyone just sort of did it yeah um and i remember just such an electrifying moment where we were on the stage and i think it was nick winston he was like all right let's do the tap do we need to run through it or should we just go for it 
and everyone went, okay, let's just go for it. And then the music started and we just whacked out this tap routine. Everyone just knew it, but we didn't, we hadn't, we didn't know anyone, but it was just like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Like we're all just doing ex like really like we're all just doing it and we've not even gone over it with you. And that was a moment I was like, wow, that's insane. That's such a, a moment. Do you know what I mean? Like a yeah, theater yeah, moment. Yeah. <laughs> No, you're so right. Actually, that that collective thing that we share uh, Strictly was on the the other night. Now, mm. I, I don't normally watch Strictly, although when I do, I I enjoy it. And it's something I I don't know that much about that style of dance. But mm. I was thinking about it and going, we have created codes of movement, right? That are like that are their own language. These mm. things like the rumba, ballroom, what jazz, ballet, all of these ways of expressing ourselves that you can go to other parts of the world. And if that person also dances in that way, you can sort of communicate like salsa is a great example of this, right? Yeah. Like mm. you don't need to be able to speak to somebody. If you can salsa, you go up to them in a bar and you can crack out basically what looks like an entirely rehearsed routine. Mm. And it's this amazing connection that you get with people without needing to try and use this filter of language. Mm. And that's really, really powerful. And something I don't think most people get to experience. That's all I had to say on that. Bobby's looking at me. He was like, <laughs> "No, I was just, I was just drinking in your point because you're right. You're right." And this was something that I've always wished that I'd done, and that's something I could still do: is mm -hmm. learn something like salsa, learn that kind of dance where you can just walk into a bar and mm. start dancing with somebody. Like, I can't walk into a bar and start doing a jazz routine with somebody because that's <laughs> insane. But they do share the same. You do say, share the same language, but it's like yeah, yeah, like in the same way that it requires some some language. But you know, you share the same physical shapes, and mm, yeah, uh, yeah. let's say if you say, "Oh, you're going to do," if somebody says five words, they mean something for your body. I don't have five words of description <laughs> for you, but do you know what I mean? And if you said that to a room of thirty people who've done some jazz for three years, yeah, they'll all do the exact same thing. Mm. It's true. Like when you go into a ballet class, like I, I remember. After an audition, uh, I got uh, some feedback was, Bobby, your ballet wasn't strong enough. <laughs> Maybe go and do a class before the next round. I was like, okay, I'll go to a class. Walked into this class that I thought was like a kind of intermediate class. I thought it was going to be like chill. And uh, the, the teacher just started basically just speaking, just said, okay, this is what we're going to do. Go. And I was like, uh, I am very much out of my depth here. Everybody else around me, though, instantly without having danced a step, just started all dancing in sync, in unison. Yeah. And that, I think that is amazing. It is a beautiful, like, mm. it's code. It's like a universal language, yeah. isn't it? You yeah, just... that everybody, and it's not just like a shape. I mean, it's not like, oh, just be tall. It's like in every millimeter of your body knows what that position is. If you say first position to a ballet dancer, mm. like their entire body will fit into silhouettes. And if you say move from first to the, or whatever it might be, there's movement that is perfectly choreographed to these like little mm. codes it's it, it i lost myself down a rabbit hole of this but it, mm. it's a it's a current thought for me i'm like it's a stunning way that you know we're all the same mm. if we could just learn to speak the same language <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> choose a style uh, of dance <laughs> and we'll get everyone doing it yeah if we could just get the world dancing if that what if you're okay if you're only allowed to do one type of dance for the rest oh of god. your life oh what would it be tech jazz Technical jazz. Yeah. Full on. Bobby. Jazz. Just general jazz. <laughs> jazz. Fair. Uh, I don't have one. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, there's got to be one. Uh, uh, the street jazz. Street jazz. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I can, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> so, how do you keep up the. <laughs> The acrobatics. Do you keep that stuff up? This is an entire jump. No, no, no. no. Um, <laughs> a literal and just leap. Yeah, a little leap into something else. Yeah. Uh, how do you keep up those skills, or are they so ingrained now that you don't really have to think about it? I think they're quite ingrained. There was actually one period where I had to relearn it because I basically I, <laughs> during lockdown with my brother doing powerlifting, I like really buggered my wrist, mm. and um, it took like six months to sort of heal. It was like quite a, a long process and um it got to a point where where it was feeling good enough again i was like right gymnastics and i was like i actually can't my body can't remember how to do it like it was really weird and i had to 
I think it was when I was in rehearsals, I had to ask some of the the ensemble boys, I was like, can we go into a room? Can you just like support me as I like <laughs> attempt it? And they were like, yeah, sure. Just to get it back into the body. But after that, it was like, oh, okay, no, it's fine. It's there. Yeah. And because I've been doing gymnastics for such a young age, it, it's, it is just in there now. I just know how that feels and that just to throw myself backwards. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it's a, it's a, it's a fun skill to have. I do enjoy it. Really enjoy it. I immediately want to see some footage. Oh, we'll get you to do it live <laughs> on this table. <laughs> I mind the silks. <laughs> yeah, watch out. <laughs> Beautiful. You you touched on something earlier. You said that you're an anxious person. Mm. Um, is that something that you manage? And if so, how? Uh, yes, I, yes. So I've like had therapy in the past, and I've had like CBT, and I've had the medication, and done that sort of process. Um, and I feel nowadays a little bit more stable in life where I feel like I can handle it a little bit more. I still have moments and it's why I love my friends. They keep me in check and make sure I'm good. And, you know, that's a wonderful thing. And I'm really lucky with that. And a wonderful partner who will always make sure I'm doing okay. And I think this year specifically has probably been the first year that I've been quite solid actually I have moments but I've generally been quite solid mm. and I do think it's where I've put my pack like I've done a little bit more fitness this year so my attention's been a little bit more focused there and I was lucky enough to be in a job at the beginning of the year so I had a little bit of stability there and um my home life with my partner and my kitten is stable there and I I've got wonderful friends and everything just feels quite okay this is good and yeah, I do think fitness is my therapy. Mm. I do love, I do find after a workout, just feeling so much clearer. Mm. And I remember it was a couple of weeks ago, I did a class at F45 and I think I was just in a really bad mood that day or I don't know what was going on. Something was going on and I just thought, do you know what? I'm just going to go hell for leather in this class. And you know, when I think I want to give up on 10 reps, I'm just going to go for 12 and just, just whack it out and go for it. And I sweat, I was just sweating and I was just burned. Like, you know, I finished and I was like, blooming heck, like I've just got that out of my system. And it was just a wonderful feeling. And it was mm. a real moment of, okay, I think you know now what you can do to, when you're having those moments. Mm this is what maybe you need to do to get that out and to deal with that. And yeah, I think that's how I would deal with it nowadays. Yeah. I think it's, you know, science now backing this up that, that, that endorphin release mm. that happens, the hormones uh, that are released uh, during and after exercise obviously yeah. really, really help with that. You mentioned CBT, like cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm -hmm. um, how do you, or how have you applied some of that? Without, you don't have to tell us any details if you don't want to. No, but, of course. Um, it's just a really interesting method. Yeah. So um... I I mean, I've, CBT, it's very much like sort of almost like a computer. You try and remove the viruses and reset those apps. And I guess it's yeah. sort of a similar uh, format with CBT. So it's a great way to change your perception on things. And that is something that I have had to do before. And um it is very good. And I would always, I think I'd always prefer maybe going down a therapy counseling route than medication. I don't know if I had the best experience with medication. I, I felt like, not that I was ever dependent on it, but it was very much like, you need to take your pill today. Mm. Yeah. And there's no shame in that whatsoever. And I think everyone needs to do what works for them. And that's great. But I think for me, I was like, I'd rather just talk this out with someone and someone just go, you're good. You're, you're going to be okay as opposed to taking a pill and maybe feeling a bit lighter. Do you know, do you know what I mean? A hundred percent. I found with, with medication, it sort of uh, dimmed the extremities of my emotion. So mm. I wasn't uh, very, very sad, but I realized I hadn't laughed for about three months. Mm. And you go, so yeah, I'm, I'm not depressed anymore, but I'm also not anything. Mm. And actually it harks back to what we said at the start about those, those choices, right? You have to risk you have to risk something yeah. Uh, in order to get the good stuff. You've got to risk the potential of being really sad maybe, but obviously it was really useful for me for a time. And mm. then it was like, okay, I think I'm in a place where I 
I don't need this. Uh, I love CBT mm. in general. I think it's something that I come back to regularly to re re uh, well, I'd reprogram a little mm. bit or like change something else or something yeah. here and there. It's uh, if you've got a therapist that can help you with awareness or you're good at picking out those things in your own behavior or thought mm. patterns, then it's uh, it's a winner. Yeah, absolutely is. Now, Lee, is there anything that, about fitness and wellness that you would like to see get in the bin? Oh, I think, oh, I think, oh, I don't know, because I feel a bit of a hypocrite saying this. Um, I feel like the social media thing, but then I feel like a hypocrite because it's just uploaded a topless pic the other day, but it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't for the thirst part hey, of it. Hey, we're all part of the system, right? <laughs> I've got one on there. But, <laughs> Bobby hates it. <laughs> I bring it up a lot. I th- I th- do you know what I think? <laughs> I think thinking about it, I think, because I've recently done like a, charity challenge which I think maybe ties into why I uploaded that photo Mm. and I feel quite proud with how I was looking recently um but I do I do remember in lockdown seeing a lot of like topless posts and that made me go maybe I should be doing that then and was I doing that because I was proud of how far I'd come or is that because I wanted attention Mm. from people saying you looked good and then that was and then that you know what does that say? What am I thinking about myself then? And do I need to get that from other people or can I not just be happy with how I look? So, yeah, I think maybe, I don't know. God. I mean, there's so many things in fitness I think we can all, that can change, but I do always find the social media pressures there a little bit. Yeah. 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 Comes up a lot. I 100% put that picture up because I wanted people to say I look good. I can look back in hindsight Fair. and be like, that's why mm-hmm. I put it up there. And, uh, and that's gross. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That is not. And also there was a, a tiny bit of, I think, uh, as a personal trainer going, I want people to understand that I know what I'm talking about now. Mm. So I want them to see that I'm able to apply that to myself. And that's a terrible, it's mm. just not true as we've spoken no. about loads, but we don't need to jump into but it. But I understand, I understand why you do it because you go, I, I want to, I want to be legitimate. I want people to to know that I know what I'm talking about, even yeah. though we, and we know that we know what we're talking about, but we get into that mindset of going, oh no, I I need to do this in order to, for people to kind of realize that I can do it and I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So it's, mm. it's, it's tough. It's, it's so, it's so difficult to navigate. And it's so you. difficult to know what to do. And yeah. You it's wouldn't go to a dentist with bad teeth. <laughs> So that, that's, there's that concern, isn't it? That people won't take you seriously. Yeah. Sorry, no, I was going to say, but then I, I was just thinking, that I do see then some people putting up body posts who I'm like, I know you've worked really hard on that. So yes for you. That's mm. great. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's when it, it, it does. I, I'm with you. Cause I agree. I, some, uh, it's not that a topless picture offends me at all in any way. No, shape yeah. it's, it, it's, it, it's when you're not sure why they're posting or when you think they're posting it for a negative reason. Yeah. And that, that is subjective, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of like how you take that photo, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Then we go, oh, that's oh, problem's God. actually us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah. Uh, Rabbit hole. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Well, uh, so um, we're going to put uh, topless social media pictures in the bin. You know I'm a big fan of doing that. Yeah. Mine will still be there, Bobby. I'll, just, I'll send, it, I send mine to Bobby regularly. <laughs> I, don't, I wonder if I've got one on, the, on there anywhere. I don't, I don't think, think do. I do. I don't think I, I don't do. Think you do. I'm going to Photoshop one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you were to give advice to somebody entering the industry now, what might you tell that young person? Fitness industry or performing industry? Performing, performing industry. Performing industry. I would say... Oh, gosh. <laughs> on the spot. Really on the spot. I would, I would say take care of your mental health. I think when you've got a clear head, I think you look at things clearer and a bit more positive. I think take care of that. Mm. You know, I think life's too short. You need to make sure you're happy in what you're doing. Yeah, I'd probably say that. I think that's quite important. Then you enjoy, yeah. you enjoy, you know, some things that maybe not all of us like you then find you might enjoy. So like I always find auditions really anxious and stressful. But maybe if I went back 10 years and said, right, let's get your mental health on point, change your mindset on how you see auditions, maybe I might enjoy them a bit more, maybe. Yeah. So I think that would be uh, my advice. Just make sure you're taking care of your mental health. And take up falconry. And take up falconry. <laughs> 
<laughs> Always the Falconry. Always the Falconry. Uh, so, Lee, have you managed to slip in a lie? Yes. Oh. oh. Congratulations, first that of all. That is sensational work. Uh, may I guess first? You may guess first. As if you guess the same behind. thing as me. I think I'm going to guess the same thing as you. We tend to, and but he's not allowed to. That's the problem. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say that it wasn't Charlie's Angels that was the, the stimulus for you to go to acrobatics. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to go for something different. Yeah, I think I think you're going to be right. Uh, I'm going. Uh, no, I don't know. I think. I don't what are know. you going for? I'm going to go for that. You didn't used to go to Portsmouth to do those uh, oh, no drugs challenges. Hundred percent. Right, uh, Lee. Would you? Oh, oh, hold on. At home, take a guess. Re-listen to the episode. <laughs> go back. Listen back. <laughs> uh, and would you tell us? I never looked into falconry. Oh! Oh, I was good. That was my second the choice. Falconry. <laughs> and we brought it up so much. So much. I, so, so in my head, oh. that was the one that I thought you thought I was going to say oh. was about the falconry. Oh. I never oh. once considered the falconry oh, to be alive. I hate us. <laughs> I, I bet there's people listening to this screaming oh, at this. Like, the it was falconry. obviously the falconry. I enjoyed the falconry oh, too much. Yeah. That was really well done. Thank that. you. Oh, oh. I had planned that one. God. That was beautiful. I wanted that falconry. to be true. I feel betrayed. <laughs> I'm kind of sad as well <laughs> that you I didn't know. look into it. Also, falconry. I was so in on the falconry. Yeah. I'm like, let's go. Let's go learn some the falconry. The image of me calling an owl. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I could do a falconry. We should really have quizzed him a little more about this. <laughs> is it, yeah, isn't it just Falcons? <laughs> it is just Falcons, isn't it? I don't know. I, know. I thought it was owls as well. Must, we're going to Google it. because I'm, I'm going to Google it I, this second. I think I need oh to know. it's just Falcons. It is just Falcons. It's got to be. Is the hunting, falconry is the hunting of wild animals in their natural state. Using a falcon. By means of a trained bird of prey. Okay, owls count. Okay. Owls are... Owls are 100% a bird of prey. So you've got like, what, hawks, falcons? Eagles. Uh, yes. Yeah, falcons, hawks, owls are bird eagles, of prey. 100%. Owls red-tailed are. hawk, Harris hawk, Pellegrine hawk. There's lots of hawks. <laughs> which one is that? Which one's the super fast one? I mean, they're all I, fine. I, I've not gone that into le- that level of detail on the hawks. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, people are like, what are they talking about? It wasn't even real. But owl, owls got to be up there. It's a bird of prey. Yeah. Well played, sir. Thank well played. You. That was very uh, good. Well, we've got one more thing. Mm-hmm. Bob's. <sighs> yes, it's time for a game of this or that. <laughs> <laughs> He's lost in falconry. I'm stuck in the falconry. <laughs> um, so, uh, Stefan is going to present you with two options. It's quick fire. It is a lightning round. Okay. You have to pick between the two options. We're going to have 60 seconds on the clock. Three, two, one, go. Eggs or bacon? Eggs. White bread or brown bread? Brown. The US office or friends? Friends. Cardio or resistance training? Resistance. McDonald's or Burger King? McDonald's. Singing or acting? Acting. Cats or hairspray? Ugh, hairspray. Yoga or Pilates? Yoga. Family Guy or Love Island? Family Guy. Domino's Pizza or Papa John's? Domino's. Sport or dance? Sport. Alcohol or chocolate? Alcohol. Matching socks or mismatching socks? Matching. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. F45 or Barry's? Oh, I can't answer that. (laughs) Game of Thrones or Glee? (laughs) Glee. Book or Kindle? Book. Clean shaven or beard? Beard. Personal chef or personal stylist? Personal stylist. Guitar or piano? Piano. Sexy body or sexy mind? Sexy mind. Shower or bath? Shower. Layout or aerial? Layout. Dogs or babies? <laughs> Dogs. Snakes or badgers? Badgers. The theme park or water park? Water park. Running or walking? Running. To your coffee? Coffee. Bobby or Stefan? Can't answer that. Hey! <laughs> 57 seconds. Oh. Well done. I needed to pick up the pace at the there end. There were some great responses in there. Some surprising. I agree. Choices. Some surprises. I was not seeing hairspray over cats. That was that took me by it's surprise. It's a joyous show. I do love I, hairspray. It's great. I show. just that show was great. I think. Do you know what it was? I think because as ensemble members, we we really indulged in our own characters. Mm-hmm. And sport went out over yeah, dance. Sport went over dance. Yes. I mean, I love darts. Obviously, I'm joking, right? I love darts, but yeah, I love I really wanted an answer on F45 or Barry's as well, but we'll, we'll leave it there. You're employed by both, so yeah. we, won't, we, won't, we won't labor that too much. The layout strictly won there, didn't it? Yeah. The layout won over yeah. the aerial as well. Great and choice. dogs or babies took a while. Well, it'd be cats, wouldn't it? Mm. If it was dogs, babies, oh, yeah, or cats, I mean, it'd be cats. Well, that's why it's not in. 
<laughs> you just like to mess with people's minds. I know. We should update this. We should have like every series a new set of questions. Oh, it's worth saying that we that only have one work. series. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's just one long, long series, constant running series. Well, thank you so 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 much thank for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for coming in. It has genuinely been a pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> well, by the time this airs, you will have been in Dirty Dancing for quite some time. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Maybe and even it, well, coming to the end of no, the No, be... I don't actually know when this is going to be. End of Jan. Oh, no, no. It'll be just about to start, won't it? Or maybe Feb. Two weeks until rehearsal start, I think. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, it's in, yeah. It's in Feb. Oh, you okay? Go and see Lee in Dirty Dancing. <laughs> okay, uh, you must go and see Do that. Uh, it is on in London at the Dominion, yeah. Dominion Theatre, yes. yeah. and Georgie Castle's going to be in it. Pre- previous guest, other previous yes. guests, and you've got Charlotte Gooch as well. Yes, is a, a glorious friend uh, of mine, and lots of other people uh, that uh, we may or may not know. And okay, thank you everyone at home for listening to us. Absolutely, and if you enjoy this episode. You know what to do. Click those like and subscribe buttons. Have a little review of us. You know, give us a little share. And you can find us on Instagram at fit to underscore talk. As always, if you've got any questions you want answered, slip slide into those DMs. I'll be sat there with a falcon on my arm. <laughs> or an owl. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. And if you like what you've heard, we've been fit to talk with our guest, Lee Bales, and me, Stefan. And me, Bobby. And if you didn't like it, we've been Joe Wicks. Peace out. Uh...